Hi, my name is Mikhail Snyder. My PSN is Chimeric Notion. My clan mates call me Chim, and my clan is the subject of today's episode. Welcome to a podcast without light, the saga of the Jacks of All Nades. Destiny 1 was marketed as a shared world shooter. When you logged on, you would be forgiven if this wasn't immediately apparent. You could hypothetically progress through the entire story campaign by yourself, and if your timing was right, you could avoid seeing any of our guardians in the field. You could probably see some if you went on to patrol, and definitely quite a few if you went into the tower social space, but playing on a console is a fundamentally different experience than playing on a PC. In PC land, you can just sort of type into a chat and people can see it. In console, you don't have that. It's mostly silent in those social spaces. And in my experience, when I was regulated to the solo queue of the Crucible and slowly grinding out it and getting stuck at eternally 26, it, it was still fun, but it wasn't the destiny that I came to know and love later on. But around the time that I got my first exotic, shout out to the Universal Remote, um, I started doing more deliberate reading about content, and I started to realize that I needed to be running some more endgame-ish content. Um, my first LFG experience, looking for group experience, was for the Nightfall. It was a strike with modifiers and higher level enemies. It, it was rough. And once I realized that I could run the Nightfall reasonably competently, I started doing it every week, as opposed to every other week, or when the modifiers made sense. Um, yeah, the classic LFG post was Nightfall into the heroic strike set list one run on one character, later on it would be three runs, one on each, sometimes two. I only had a Titan Warlock for a large portion of Destiny 1. Uh, sometime later on in that experience, um, I tried raiding with Josh from Intelligame Radio, and he got my appetite wet for it. Um, it was during the heyday of Crota's End as the endgame content, um, but he was kind enough to find someone to help me through Vault of Glass for my first time. It was a ton of fun. It took two days to beat it. It was it was an experience even having read everything. Um, and Crota's End, when I shifted back to trying to do that with LFG groups, that, that was brutal. Uh, sword bearers were highly coveted. People were convinced that only certain things would work and if you didn't adhere to a very strict strategy, it would go wrong and we could two cycle it if we did X, Y, and Z, ignoring the fact that we couldn't do X or Z. Y was fine. Um, for the most part though, the groups were chill. The ones that weren't, I left and there was, well, there was nothing to be said about those other than it was unpleasant. Um, through the grind, I had reached the then max level of 32 through an exotic home and some Iron Banner PvP grinding. And that was, that felt nice, being able to be at the end game with, you know, 
no help. Um, it's funny thinking about it now. Um, still, playing with strangers can only get you so far. For the good groups, you would add each other and then promptly never play with them ever again because the schedule only ever lined up that one time. But in this point in the game cycle, after Crota's end, we are in between expansions waiting for the House of Wolves to come out. And that's when I'm looking on Reddit, and they keep talking about the site called The 100IO. And with the expansion hype for the new Prisons of Elders activity, I knew it was time to gear up and team up with some regular folks. At the time, the 100.io was a fantastic tool for me. I got to list my play habits, my preferred time zone, and the most important thing, the group dynamic that I wanted in my gaming company. It was four questions, maybe a fifth. It was, it was a short questionnaire is the point. There was a built-in scheduler, it had a clean UI, you could see people's preferred stats and characters, everything was linked up. It was great, and the site put me with Echo Company 67, and I was one of the last additions to the first generation of Echo Company 67 years, or whatever you want to call that. Uh, the Echo Company had very passive mods when I first joined up. The key things that they posted were Nightfall runs and Prison of Elder joints, and due to my schedule, I'd sign up for the same one just after the 5pm time block period, and that time slot was popular with two fellow members who have since become part of my Cold Fire team. I've mentioned them many times before, Sandakas and Jamo. Uh, the other key characters included Cad, who usually started playing either a bit earlier in the day or a bit after him in that sweet spot for me. Uh, one man, Wolfzak, would float in from time to time. Uh, Varaxis was the youngest player in the Echo Company, and I would play with him mostly during the weekends. And then we had Joe, who we're going to talk about more in the next segment. And finally, the last major player who I, I saw around a lot was Jerry, who was actually one of JMO's in real life friends, and what I understand to be next door neighbor. Now, Echo Company 67 had 100 folks, hence the name, the 100. You will group based off of these preferences that you set. But they don't factor into the story, and their names have been lost to the dark corners of time. Um, and that's not to say that I didn't have fun playing with them, it's that they did not stick around, or they just didn't want to play with me, it, it's hard to say. Uh, the moral of the 100, though, is that you'll find friends in unlikely places if you're willing to put yourself out there. So Joe, from the last segment, was a member of the Echo Company 67, and he had the highest ranking in the 100.io system. And I say ranking, and I'm doing air quotes, which you can't see, but trust me, I'm, I'm making the gesture. Uh, because I don't remember exactly what it was called in the website, and I'm not going to log back into it. I've forgotten my password seven times over. 
Um, but essentially what this meant is that he had completed a lot of activities through the 100 that he said he was going to do, and he was recognized by other players as being competent at the game. They had a little, like, uh, reward system where you could say, like, I endorse this player, he is good. He had very good numbers. Um, and this ranking allowed him to become a moderator for the group, which before then was pretty... Uh, wild, wild West, I guess you could say. Um, he took over for the mods that had left. And when he became mod, uh, he decided to start a clan to sort of like signify this change of leadership. And the clan name was the Traveler's Vindicators, which is still an impressively generic fantasy name. However, being a franchise member of the group, this was about three months, four months into being part of the Echo Company, I dutifully joined alongside the other regulars, and later that week, we actually ran Crota's End Hard Mode to completion after some struggles and some member swapouts. About a week after that, though, he sort of stopped moderating things. He was still around, but he had openly mentioned that the only reason he had started a clan was to get some of those locked achievements. He added some folks as an admin, myself included, and then he called it a day. Now that we had a clan, the 100 group unfortunately sort of rotted out. We would try reviving it before the Taken King expansion to no avail, and essentially we decided to say a piece to the Echo Company. But being part of a clan also meant that we wanted to be a part of a clan. And what that means, um, we started talking about in great detail. That winter game in season hit us the hardest that it has ever done in the history of the Jacks of All Nades. Life got in the way for a lot of us. Things crawled to a halt after we had run through most of the Taken King content. Our band of players had reduced down to Sun, Jamo, and I. At this point, we didn't need the gear. We didn't need to play. We just liked it. We just enjoyed each other's company, and we liked the feel of Destiny. But there is only so much content in this game at this point of its lifespan, and at any point in its lifespan really. Our golden age quickly became a long winter. And I say that because we lost folks to Fallout, to Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasies I should say, because we lost some to 15 and some to 14, although now that I think about it, I might be confusing the dates. Um, we lost some folks to Overwatch 2. We as a group tried the Division for a hot minute, and the Division was fun. For at least the initial leveling experience, um, I couldn't tell you about the end game. Um, the day that the Incursion dropped into the Division, so did the revamped Challenge of the Elders in Destiny, and goddamn, I've never dropped a game so quickly. I wish the Division had a bit more staying power. It was a cool concept. It had a lot of things going for it originally. But following the game's new story since, it has not been inspiring. And I'm, I'm okay having uninstalled it from my console. Um, I had a good 100 hours to justify its collector's edition cost that I bought. A um, dollar per hour is a good deal, honestly. Um, 
it pales to the return of investment on destiny though um which i think is like sets for the hour at this point um if i had to pick a game that i wish i played more it, it would be overwatch um i got it on pc since that's where most of my friends were but my laptop was not nearly as powerful to handle the game and unfortunately i need my laptop for other things so i've I haven't been able to play Overwatch as much, so I just keep up with the lore. It's not like I need another game though. Destiny had been enough, and in lieu of getting other games, I just continued to grind things out in Destiny and kept trying to learn something, trying to find something in, in the world. Not sure what I did, but I had a good time doing it at least. And with Destiny 2 on the horizon, I'm probably not going to need to buy another game for a very long time. Maybe a couple of the Telltale series and the new Life is Strange. And I'll be using August to catch up on Persona 5 and Gravity Rush 2. But as far as like big games where I'll buy the $200 Collector's Edition, please don't tell anyone that I did that. Um, or, you know, tell everyone that I did that because I love this game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't need another time sink because I already have one. Uh, but back to the point, uh, when they announced Rise of Iron, we also got some folks back. And then a slightly less shiny age happened. It was good times, and we met some good folks thanks to what I now call The Post. That winter game in season hit us the hardest that it has ever done in the history of the Jacks of All Nades. Life got in the way for a lot of us. Things crawled to a halt after we had run through most of the Taken King content. Our band of players had reduced down to Sun, Jamo, and I. At this point, we didn't need the gear. We didn't need to play. We just liked it. We just enjoyed each other's company and we liked the feel of Destiny. But there is only so much content in this game at this point of its lifespan, and at any point in its lifespan really. Our golden age quickly became a long winter. And I say that because we lost folks to Fallout, to Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasies I should say, because we lost some to 15 and some to 14, although now that I think about it, I might be confusing the dates. Um, we lost some folks to Overwatch 2. We as a group tried The Division for a hot minute, and The Division was fun. For at least the initial leveling experience, um, I couldn't tell you about the end game. Um, the day that the incursion dropped in The Division, so did the revamped challenge of the Elders in Destiny, and goddamn, I've never dropped a game so quickly. I wish The Division had a bit more staying power. It was a cool concept. It had a lot of things going for it originally. But following the game's new story since, it has not been inspiring. And I'm, I'm okay having uninstalled it from my console. Um, I had a good 100 hours to justify its collector's edition cost that I bought. Um, a dollar per hour is a good deal, honestly. Um, it pales to the return of investment on Destiny, though, um, which I think is like cents for the hour at this point. Um, 
if I had to pick a game that I wish I played more, it, it would be Overwatch. Um, I got it on PC since that's where most of my friends were, but my laptop was not nearly as powerful to handle the game, and unfortunately, I need my laptop for other things, so I've I haven't been able to play Overwatch as much. So I just keep up with the lore. It's not like I need another game though. Destiny had been enough, and in lieu of getting other games, I just continue to grind things out in Destiny and kept trying to learn something, trying to find something in, in the world. Not sure what I did, but I had a good time doing it at least. And with Destiny 2 on the horizon, I'm probably not going to need to buy another game for a very long time. Maybe a couple of the Telltale series and the new Life is Strange. And I'll be using August to catch up on Persona 5 and Gravity Rush 2, but as far as like big games where I'll buy the $200 collector's edition, please don't tell anyone that I did that, um, or you know, tell everyone that I did that because I love this game. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't need another time sink because I already have one. Uh, but back to the point, uh, when they announced Rise of Iron, we also got some folks back. And then a slightly less shiny age happened. It was good times, and we met some good folks thanks to what I now call The Post. Despite not having as many runs in it, Wrath of the Machine is my personal favorite raid. It is kinetic, it is action-packed, it feels fast, and it is actually the first piece of endgame content in Destiny War on that I ran live and blind along with uh, the Jacks of All Nades and, and associated friends. Each subclass had its particular uses, each weapon could be used in different portions effectively, it was challenging, but it felt good and it felt rewarding when you completed it and got the cool Siva fight gear. Um, particular to this particular episode, um, it inspired the post. Um, and I had to dig through my Reddit account to find it, but the post reads as follows. Three members, two titans, 395 light, 400 light, and a hunter, 400 light of the jacks of all nades are looking to get a completion of the Wrath of the Machine hard mode. Two members haven't completed hard mode yet, I have two completions. Looking for chill folks willing to work through the hard mode this fine Friday night. There will be some banter and some singing, apologies in advance. Uh, and that's how we met Peter, because we sang when things were going well and we bunkered down when things were going south. And later on when we were trying to get Flawless Raider, that's how we met Ben. And that led us to splintering off from the old clan to start a new one with the Jacks of All Nades with me at the helm. And it's exciting. And we renamed the old Jacks of Old Nades clan to something that I can't actually repeat because it's a little, it's a little too, too racy for this particular podcast, but I digress. Tomorrow, I get to start the progress of migrating our Destiny 1 clan over to Destiny 2. There is new functionality that enables clan support in-game that 
we need to sort out beforehand and it's it's truly one of the things that I'm most excited about out of all of the laundry lists the things I have to be excited about I have plans for a banner design and plans for the description I can't wait for guided games I can't wait to meet new people open up the discord list there will be banter and singing we're not sorry for it anymore we're here to have fun we're also here to win but if we're not having fun what's the point this is the oral history of the jacks of all nades this is echo company 67 to the 100 to the travelers vindicators to jacks of all nades 1 to jacks of all nades 2 this is joan with the lowercase o because the uppercase one kept auto-correcting weirdly in my phone and making it a smaller o fix some of the stuff that i was running into that's beside the point <laughs> what i'm trying to get at is with all of its ups and downs this is the group of people that i bonded over destiny 4. this is the reason why i wrote that article for intelligame this is the reason why i started this podcast because in Destiny, I didn't just find a world that I enjoyed, I found people who I enjoyed playing with, who became not just friends, but people I trust, um, both in-game and out of. And hopefully, one day in the future, I'll be recording a podcast with them sitting at my table and us shooting the shit. Um, I'm not sure if I've been cussing a lot on this show or not. I'll figure it out later. Um, I hope this could brighten your day, Guardians. Tomorrow, we're gonna come at this story from a slightly different perspective. It's it's exciting times. Even if the beta's over, the Destiny 2 hype train is still going on strong. So, uh, eyes up.